When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source, we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com, and the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, plus also catch our shows every Sunday at 4 a.m. Eastern Time on Dash Radio. It is truly appreciated. Ah, feels so good to go down to Orlando and Disney World and Universal Studios and Harry Potter and all that good stuff that's down there and come out with a victory. And that's what the Lakers did as they went ahead and pulled away in the fourth quarter in a nip-and-tuck battle pretty much all the way through, but they did pull out a victory, 114-103, to as they pulled away in the fourth quarter like what happened to them Saturday with the Mavericks, where the Mavericks pulled away from them. But they did the pulling away this time as they pulled away from the Magic in the fourth quarter, 114-103, to Steady performance from Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. He got a DMP the last game. Came out with a vengeance this time around. So hopefully he'll be able to stay in the lineup a little bit more consistently with 18 points, five rebounds, and a fourth quarter blitz from none other than Dennis Schroeder. 21 points, 10 assists. Andre Drummond chipped in with 13 and 11. Anthony Davis looking a little bit, a little bit more like himself today with 18 and 8, along with two block shots. Kyle Kuzma chipped in with 14, Caldwell Pope with 10, and the bench, eh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, outside of what we got from Montrezl Herald. But again, it was a good victory, and here today to talk about the victory is a good man indeed. It is the mastermind of Lakerholics.com. you got to be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I know there's also a lot of great articles that he does first that you will see at medium.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. I see that smile back on your face. Once again, things are going well. The Lakers went down to Orlando. They had fun at Disney world. They had fun at universal studios. They had lots of fun in Orlando because they came out the victors today. Well, they like Orlando. We know that much already. Yes. Championship oh, how, wait, there. Wait, how, 
let me ask you this. Do you like those new color uniforms of Orlando? I'm I'm still on the fence. Uh, I, I didn't like the uniforms. I, I thought they were kind of weird. They're like white um, and orange, I think. White with orange. You know, it, part of it is that when you have 20 different uniforms for every single team or whatever number that they have, you know, in the effort to sell more and more uniforms, you got to miss sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Some of these combinations are really atrocious. I find the same thing true of the Lakers. You know, I find it strange when they wear the the all white with the powder blue or the blue with white uniforms. Uh, I know they're throwbacks for Minneapolis and so forth, but I'm used to seeing the Lakers in purple and gold, and I'd rather see them in purple and gold. I have no idea what the Orlando colors are. No, I they've like always, the mama They've always jersey. been like a theme park, you know, in, in a sense that, that uh, you know, you're just never quite sure. In fact, I know when I'm going down and I'm looking at a list of uh, icons for the various teams and I'm trying to choose which team's records I want to look at or something, Orlando's always one of those that, you know, I have to look twice and to figure out exactly what is the logo for Orlando. Magic, well, I like you know. the I like the the Mamba jerseys for the Lakers. I will say mm -hmm. that. So yeah, I mean that's not exactly purple and gold. It's all black with a little right. bit of trim there. But yeah, very, the Mamba, but that's but that that has a good sense to it. I think that works. But uh, I'm still I'm still prone to the yellow jerseys and and the blue the uh, forum blue jerseys, if you will. Well, let's get um, back was, to the you game. know. It's good to see the Lakers win. You know, we've got four games against teams that don't have 500 records. We need to win those four games uh, in order just to take the pressure off of us. We've got eight out of 12 games that I think are, are very winnable games. Um, I predicted actually that we'd win all of the games except for the uh, the Suns and the Clippers games. And just depends on how soon LeBron gets back. We might even have a chance at those games. But it you keep playing down to the level of the competition and sometimes it's going to bite you. And it didn't tonight. Thankfully the Lakers after that atrocious second quarter where they were outscored by 18 points, allowed 40 points in the game or in the quarter uh, came back and it still basically, you know, took a little lead, but they, they just still couldn't pull away until, until the fourth quarter. And uh, Dennis had a great game. I loved how he was attacking the basket. He was shooting from deep. He was shooting from mid range. His mid-range has become a real weapon at this point in time for the Lakers because yeah. um, that's one play you can always count on when he goes in there for that. But, hey, it's a win. It's a win. It doesn't matter if it was against the Magic or against the Clippers. It still counts the same in the in the standings, and uh, that gives us a little breathing room. It ends the uh, three-game losing streak, hopefully the start of a four-game or more winning streak, and uh, we'll take it. You know, We'll take it and be smiling and – and be ready to move on to the next game. You know, we're, uh, we've only got 11 more games left, I guess. And then the season is over. Man, we're getting good signs, at least through Instagram, that LeBron is, is soon coming back. Uh, we saw AD finish off the game with his first three after missing 11 straight since he came back. Um, so that's a good sign. Uh, we just have to look for the positive things at this point in time and, and see what happens. Um, I'm a little, you know, I, I'm still on my campaign for the fact that I think that uh, we need AD to play a lot of center in the playoffs or we're not going to win. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Frank Vogel will understand that and we'll have a nice conversation with Andre Drummond, Mark Gasol, and Montrez Harrell as he tells all three of them that your minutes are going to go down once we get into the playoffs.
Thanks so much to Chris Laudieri, who has his own great podcast, The Domination Sports Nation. Thank you so much for giving us the thumbs up. Also here today to talk about the game is a good man indeed. I want to ask you this. It is L. Rob. L. Rob has returned. And L. Rob, we are having a debate before you guys, you and both Sean, who is coming up next on the air. We were discussing a major issue in the course of the NBA, and that was, do you or do you not like the new Magic uniforms? <laughs> I'm kind of neutral. I really didn't have a feeling one way or, or another about it, to tell you the truth. Kind of had to speed through the first half, so um, I was in my car listening, and the Lakers, you know, was up by about, I don't know, five or six when I went to the store. When I came back out, they were down by about eight points. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? So, yeah, I didn't have a chance to scope the uniforms too much. I had to you don't want to listen to the second quarter. You don't want to listen to the second quarter. Well, that's, that's when I was listening. So, but anyway, so I didn't have a chance. So that may have blurred my vision when I finally did get home to turn on the game and, and speed through the first half. So. But your impressions on the game overall, again, a solid performance from Montrose Herald coming back after the DNP and, of course, closing it out strong was Dennis Schroeder. Your thoughts on the game today? Yeah, you know what? that that um, The lane was open for, for Dennis the whole game, I felt. I was just wondering in the first half why he didn't probe a little bit more and take advantage of it. Maybe he was just waiting to the fourth quarter to uh, exploit it because once he did, it was there, and he just kind of took over and, and won the game. So I thought the Lakers played decent defense. Uh, attention to detail was a little bit better. That old Kiki, boy, he was tough. Yes. He was, I thought that gave Orlando a big boost when he took it down the middle and slammed on, on Drummond. Thought that was a big momentum play. But I thought the Lakers was good, took care of the basketball, beat them up on the boards, which you what you should do when you got a when you're a bigger more physical team. So nothing to get excited about, but a W is a W. But also here today to talk about the game is a good man indeed. You got to check him out every time he posts something at Lakerholics.com. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, you've got to be impressed with how the Lakers closed out today's game. The exact opposite of the way they closed out the game on Saturday. So I want to hear your thoughts on what really worked in that fourth quarter for the Los Angeles Lakers. My goodness, Gerald, I thought Dennis Schroeder summoned the ghost of the Red Baron, just shooting the lights out of Orlando. I think we went on a 19-9 run, and Dennis was responsible for 17 of the 19 points. He made 11, I think one was a 3-4, Four were at the rim. He, yes, and then he assisted on a KCP three and AD's three. So, I mean, he just, he decided to take the game over at that point in time. And if this is the kind of Dennis Schroeder we're going to see down the stretch and in the playoffs, then it's going to be an, uh, probably a necessity for this team to keep him. We saw the best of him on both ends tonight. He tried to really bother the Magic's young backcourt. I mean, they're they're a spirited waterbug group there. I mean, they're they're really young, but they play really hard. So to cap it off, I mean, the uniforms are god-awful. I mean, I was a 90s kid. I grew up with the Orlando Magic having, you know, I loved the, the white the white home units with the, the silver star and the blue ones were very nice too. And you, 
you had the uh, the little white indentations for star. Like there were a lot of nice things that the magic did with the uniforms, and this is just ugly as hell. I mean, it looks like an orange creamsicle melted. Well, I know there's a lot of people talking about those unis, but again, you know, the team itself, Orlando is in the midst of a tank, and that's something that definitely we had to figure out. We thought it would be a little bit easier because they are in the middle of a tank, but no, they had some fight in them. But again, the Lakers did pull out the game in the fourth quarter. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. I want to ask you this, Laker Tom, can you take away anything from that strong second quarter for the Magic. I mean, they scored 40 on our defense, which really is kind of troubling, kind of concerning when a team like that, that is also extremely offensively challenged like us, has an easy time at it in the second quarter. Well, you know, the the one observation that I came away with as I watched the Magic, and you think about the fact that they traded away 60 points worth of players at the trade deadline, and you wonder, you know, Sort of a surprise that they really did that because nobody exactly thought that they were going to completely rebuild. And I'd read a lot of articles because I was kind of interested in the center that they traded away. Would have been a nice addition to the Lakers, obviously. And Gordon was another good player. So you you look at that and, and I came away thinking that, you know, this was probably a smart move from them because they've got a couple of young players out there who look pretty good. And, and they've got a couple of guys who aren't playing right now who who have great potential if they could stay on the court. You know, they just have injury issues. So yeah. they're definitely going young, going to tank. They feel like there's some top five players in this draft are really going to be some potential superstars. And I went away at the second quarter when they scored that 40 points. And uh, I, I like Okiki. He's, he really looks like a player. I come away with a feeling that they made a smart, decisive move, which is the kind of things that you've got to do in a franchise to turn it around. You just can't continue to play the same cards when you're not good enough to advance in the playoffs and not bad enough in order to get a high draft pick. So smart move by them. I think that they're on the right path. You know, they've got Cole Anthony impressed me. He's got a lot of moxie. He's uh, playing smart. You know, they get back a couple of the injured people. If they can stay healthy next year and they get another you know, real high draft pick. That's exactly the, what you want to do when you're a team that's in a small market and and you want to try to try to do something, you know, rather than just sticking in that sort of nebulous middle ground where you're never going to get anywhere. A lot of other teams would be smart to look at exactly what the Magic did at the trade deadline and, and this offseason to follow the same path. Well, I do want to go ahead before we continue and give out some prayers 
first off to the family of Terrence Davis, who unfortunately passed away last week in a car accident in Los Angeles. He was a young NBA draft prospect who had come out early from Kentucky, had already signed with an agency. Actually, I think was going to be signing with Clutch. Uh, I right. think he was who he was dealing with. So want to go ahead and send out our prayers and condolences to his family. I also want to go ahead and send our thoughts to, speaking of Orlando, to Devin Kennedy. You know, you probably don't know him, but he's been someone who has impressed the Magic to the point where he had just signed a two-way contract. He had been on a 10-day and been struggling it to keep in the league. And you got to give your heart out to this kid because, unfortunately, in the Magic's previous game, he had a compound fracture of his ankle. And if you saw it on Twitter, you don't actually see the part where, you know, the gruesome part of anything. But you can see him in agony. You can see him in pain. And I want to also give a shout out to Mo Bamba, who I'm hoping will someday get enough time in the league to go ahead and determine whether or not he was worthy of that lottery choice. We'll see. I, I still think he needs more time. I still think he needs more playing just to be out there, you know, because he's always been behind in the rotation. But I do want to give him credit for giving the uniform off his back when he noticed the compound fracture and his, his teammate bleeding through the ankle there. I want to go ahead and give him props that that he got. He gave him the uniform off his back to wrap up his ankle to try and go ahead and apply some pressure. That, that took a lot of class. I noticed a lot of the players, if you look at it on Twitter, started to walk away when they saw him writhing in pain and saw what was going on. He was the only one that stood up to and helped him out. So I appreciate everything that he did on that. And, and all thoughts to, to uh, you know, the, Devin Kennedy, who went into successful surgery today. So all prayers to him and, and the Orlando Magic. So hopefully, like you said, Tom, they've got a nice youth movement that they're starting. So I wish them all the best. But L. Rob, uh, I know it, it was a game today that we had to have. And in the coming week, we've got, like Tom said, some very easy games or very winnable games. Although Washington's been red hot. That's not exactly going to be an easy game. But very winnable games coming up. How important is it for the Lakers over the course of the next week to 10 days to get at least a majority of these games in the win column? Well, I think it's very important for me and Tom's sanity. Keep us from jumping off the ledge. That is why it is important that they <laughs> No, all seriousness, um, you know, you just want to be a little uh, cohesiveness. You got a lot of um, new guys with Drummond. Davis haven't played that much with Dennis. I mean, so you have a lot of guys. I mean, THT hasn't played a ton with the, with um, with, with AD um, or Drummond, of course. So you got a lot of guys that's got to get comfortable playing um, with each other. So that's really the most important thing. Um, and for AD to get a little more um, confidence in his uh, – you know, ability to play without worrying about being injured and then work LeBron back into the mix. But having said that, if you're going to play the game, you might as well win. And I don't see anyone on in any of those teams that they can't beat. So I think they'll hopefully accomplish both at the same time. So handle your business. Go out and create some 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 wins. I think uh, LT said on, on Lakerholics that he's predicting 10 and 2. So for the rest of the way, it's one down. I'm with him. I'm like 10 and 2. Even I, I think I won up to him and said, let's go 11 and one. Let's go. Let's go for this. Let's do this. The Lakers can do it. It's time. Did, We've been getting stand in the face for a month now. How did I not expect Laker Tom to have a gaudy record for the Lakers on the rest of the way out of the season? So 
That sounds like Laker Tom and L Rob. You're you're riding that train as well. Well, Laker Tom, hopefully there will match that record. Hopefully we'll be closing out the season strong. But Magic Man, before we get to the conversations in regards to what you're doing, what Laker Tom is doing on Lakerholics.com, and L Rob, I've got a great question for you and everyone else coming up at the end that I put in the notes that people can see on Facebook. And that is this. First off, Magic Man, I wanted to go ahead and ask you real quick, how do the Lakers keep now a momentum? How do they get this start rolling? Because, again, AD, still very rusty. We're still seeing a lot of the things on offense and defense he's not picking up right away. There's still issues as far as generating offense at certain times. We saw it again in the second quarter. They were able to go ahead and play well for three of the four quarters. But how can they start gaining some momentum before LeBron comes back? Yeah, Gerald, like I've said before, I've been, uh, you know, an avid AD fan since his freshman year at Kentucky. So just to get him going offensively, it was really nice to see in the fourth quarter where everybody set him up in the position where he was comfortable. He let the ball go. It seemed like he got his legs underneath him finally in the fourth. And he made his last three shots, including a big 17-footer and, a tw- like Tom said, a 24-footer on the next possession they had. So, to me, it's just a matter of him just – it's it's almost like, Gerald, have you ever driven – have the fortune of driving a sports car, like a Lamborghini, Ferrari? I have driven high-end sports cars because I, I was uh, a manager for Hertz, so we rented them out. So, yeah, I've, I've okay, had that so, pleasure. So, so when, when, you've, when you felt that first kick, what was that momentum like when you, when you finally went into, into third? Well, when you kick it up into high gear out into the 95 or the 215, you have that sense of power. You have that sense of momentum. You have yeah. that sense of acceleration you don't have when you're driving the family van or the family sedan. Right, exactly. Now, mind you, the exactly. biggest thrill for me, well, I will say this, the biggest thrill for me was when I had a diesel 350 under me. Now, that was a tremendous thing. And try going through the drive through with one of those big trucks. That's hard. That is really hard. I haven't done that personally. <laughs> but that is quite a feat, man. But th- th- this is what I'm saying. I-, I-, I really think they, Frank Vogel, if the minute restrictions are off, and we're playing the Wizards, okay, he gets a day off to rest. You put that Maserati back in the garage. You let the engine cool off a bit, and then you bring him out and you rev him up again. Because I, I think that's the only way for him to get going now is just to finally rev it up. He got his legs underneath him. He's been off for two months. There's no minute restrictions. Then, then he's good to go. If there's no minute restrictions, then they think – and he thinks he's ready to go. So I think we're going to see AD kick it up a year. And I'm predicting, I'm predicting he's going to drop a thir- a thirty piece on the Wizards, at least a 30-10 game. Well, the only thing is, you got to remember his outside shooting has not been there the entire year. If he can get that close to the three point range in the even in the mid thirties, I'm not asking for forty percent. I'm not asking for thirty eight. I'm asking for at least thirty three to thirty five. If he gets that, then that makes the Lakers so much more viable on the offensive end and brings out so many more things. Because if they see 
AD hitting from the outside, at least even somewhat consistently, that makes so much things easier for the Lakers. But guys, again, it was a great victory for the Lakers. It was a nice victory in Orlando. Had some fun in Disney World. Once again, the Lakers won 114-103. They had a great time indeed on Orlando. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and ask that question a sec, L. Rob. I've got that coming up for you. But Laker Tom, I want you to go ahead and tell everybody what you're cooking at LakerHawks.com. I'm working on a piece right now that talks about the Lakers' rent-a-centers and how they, they ought to bench the rent-a-centers and put AD at the starting and finishing center position. Um, I'm a firm believer that I've seen enough of Andre Drummond, Marcus All, and Montrez Harrell to know we're not going to win a championship with them starting and finishing games. Um, and I think that the Lakers' plan, the Lakers had a grand plan for this season, the goal of which was to allow AD to play power forward all the time. I think that plan has crashed and burned, has no has no capability of being implemented in the playoffs and we're going to see ad play 50 percent of the playoffs at center he can do that by playing the first four and a half and the last four and a half minutes of each half as center and it's the smart way for the lakers to play him you look at the matchups that he have got coming you've got i mean we're going to probably start off with you with uh with the denver nuggets without uh one of their key players, and it's going to be put big pressure on Jokic. Two, remember, yeah, Will Barton okay. the third is. He might be there. back. He might be back though. I have them. They have said he's not out for the playoffs. Yeah. But anyway, I think that Nikola Jokic is is somebody that we don't have anybody else to guard him. He's going to abuse uh, any of the other three centers that we put out there. So you have to have you have to have AD match up against him, and it's not a case where he's going to be punished by physicality and and banging in the post against him same thing when you go to Gobert there's only one player we've got who can pull Gobert to the out to the three-point line and make him actually can send him out of the game you can put him on the bench uh, with a player like AD so for the first two rounds of the playoffs I think it's going to be important that AD play center Um, and how does that impact the next 12 games the next 11 games because they're not going to play him at center in the next 11 games. They're going to continue to try to figure out what can we do with Drummond? What can we do with Gasol? What can we do to make Harrell effective? And the truth of the matter is that each one of them can be effective in certain matchups. And we're going to see a lot of those matchups in the next two or three weeks. The problem is when you get into the playoffs and you're playing the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Clippers, uh, and maybe the 76ers or the Bucks or or the Nets, those aren't the kind of matchups that those three guys, except maybe the Nets, are going to be able to really do the damage that AD can. So I think people have forgotten how good Anthony Davis was in the playoffs last year. I think they've forgotten that Anthony had no problem playing center 50% of the time. And I also think that the Lakers are going to, by the time we get into the playoffs, they're going to understand that Montrez Harrell's not coming back. Andre Drummond is not coming back, and most likely Mark Gasol is not coming back. So why invest money and goodwill in giving them minutes to play unless we have a matchup that works for them? And most of the matchups that work for them are going to be coming off of the bench rather than starting the game.
Well, I'll tell you what, L. Rob, during the course of your explanation in regards to a matchup between the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers, he was shaking his head a little bit. So, L. Rob, before we go into the question I have for each of you, but I'm going to start off with you. I think you had uh, something you wanted to go ahead and you know, you say that and say the Laker, Tom. I mean, two two things. First, Tom said he wants Anthony Davis to play four and a half minutes to close the first half and four and a half minutes to close the game. That's nine minutes. If he's playing 50% of the minutes at center, that's 24 minutes. So I don't know where the other. Well, no, he's, he's, <laughs> if he plays the first four to five minutes, the first four, the first and the last four and a half minutes of each half. Okay. okay. That'll be 18 minutes of the 36, which he played last year. And that's, that's basically what we did with him last year, except when we had the matchups where, uh, I think we had Howard come out against against Joker and and play him at the so start. You're of the game. Center eight, eighteen of the forty eight minutes is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that leave thirty minutes to be split among the other three guys. Oh yeah, no, based I, upon, I, I, based upon yeah, the matchup with whoever the second yeah. string center was for those teams. Absolutely, that's a good plan. But you don't want you do not want Anthony Davis playing against Jokic when Anthony Davis guarded Jokic last year in the playoff. He took him right to the post. Banged him and scored a wheel on him. That was not pretty. Yeah, but now we can double him. <laughs> That's simple. You have to yeah, double him. Yeah, you can't let yeah. him go down there against anybody. He's going to score yeah, you standing want, underneath you the basket. You don't want Anthony Davis wearing himself out against Jokic, one of the best players in the league. You do not want him. Well, he, it's, better, want him it's better to have some competition against him than to have to have him take Drummond to school. There's no way that Harrell can guard him. There's no way no. Gasol can guard him. Yeah, well, let Drummond. I mean, that's why Drummond's on the team. Let him, let him bang on him. Let him, let him use up some fouls. Let him, you know, follow the Dwight Howard. I thought Dwight Howard was very significant. I think well, Dwight Howard is a lot better defender than Andre Drummond. Ten times is yeah, he's a much yeah, better defender. That's the difference. I'm I'm always amazed when he blocks a shot because most of the time he doesn't even get off of the ground to contest shots. It's like he doesn't that's why really he's have that. The big it's the big is that why the big penguin thing is uh, yes penguins yeah, can't it, fly it's yeah it's it fits it fits his game what i was going to say is this to backtrack on what tom and l rob were saying vogels made it a point to scheme to get Jokic in foul trouble going he, uh the last eight times the lakers have played the nuggets with vogel as coach Frank has gotten Jokic in foul trouble very early in five of the eight games. In five of the eight games, he's had two quick early fouls, and he's out of there. If that happens in a playoff game or two, oh, my God, look out because well, – Who's going to get him in foul trouble? Who do the Lakers have that could get him in foul trouble? Believe it or not, Tom, one of the reasons I think they picked up Drummond and Gasol is because – for, well, for one, I think Mark's smart enough to put Jokic in positions in the low post where he commits stupid fouls because Nikola is a great player, no doubt about it, but he does still have a tendency to commit stupid offensive fouls. And I think Mark and Andre are very capable defenders of putting him in a position where he does something stupid like that. Worst to worst, you have yeah, but worst. Anthony Davis is the guy who can actually make him foul him. He's the guy who can yeah, make the move. Him, will draw well, the him, fouls. Him too. Well, I, mean, I think that 
This I is was trying whole, to throw you a softball whole, for that one, Sean. All right, all right. Well, again, well, worst, co- worst, worst comes worse. You have 15 fouls for for Jokic guarding him. So you know that's that's the worst thing that can happen is you have 15 fouls against Jokic to burn before you actually have to stick AD on him. But uh, I would you, write, you I would, could actually put you could actually put two people on Jokic. One would be Markeith Morris, and the other would be LeBron James. Well, with, again, with Davis with Davis being the weak side defender who would come over and block the shot or the guy to double him. I'm, I'm not afraid of, you know, I mean, taking nothing away from, from Nicola. He is a great offensive player and as close to unstoppable underneath as, as any center in the league, but he's missing his Robin and that's going to make a big difference when we play them. Last year, Mirage do, I mean, because of the pandemic, do we just wipe that championship off the board when we play Dwight Howard significant minutes and say, that don't count. Because I mean, that was the that was the key to that series, as far as that's concerned. Because Dwight Howard's play against Jokic mm-hmm. was was definitely a key for the Lakers winning that series as easily as they did. Yes. Guess what? We may not face Miami in the finals where you got uh where you don't where they don't have a legitimate big man right. on that team. We're, they got some size over there. You're gonna face Lopez possibly. You're gonna face uh, MB. So, I mean, do you want, do you actually want AD defending a B, MB time? Is that what you're saying too? No, I, I think that that's the one situation where I probably wouldn't want him to. I think that's, I think that Joel is the one player who is, could really bully ball AD. I think that, and I also think that you want to, I wouldn't be putting AD and leaving him all alone on an island just to pick up fouls against Joker. I think that instead you might basically want to double him. You want to double him from different angles. You want to trap him. Even though he's a great passer, he doesn't have his full complement of complimentary players that really make them tough. You know, they're not, they're going to miss Mitchell so badly that it's, it's going to be very difficult for them to beat the Lakers. Murray, you mean, yes. It's going to be very difficult for them to beat the Lakers. So basically what you want to do then is you want to take away Jokic. And, and the way you do that is by putting your best defender on him and then making sure that you trap him and really make him work and then make somebody else beat you. It's that simple. If he, if he doesn't get 30, 40 points, they're not going to win the game. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'll tell you what, they did win the game today. 114 to 103 over Orlando. 
That's, again, something we're going to have to look into as the Lakers hopefully will keep that number five spot. And maybe, possibly, by the end of the season, if you're talking about how successful that both L. Rob and Laker Tom think the Lakers are going to be through the end of the season, may actually sneak into that four spot and have the home advantage against a team like Denver. But we'll wait and see. If you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. He's at Laker Tom. Magic Man's also on Twitter, so check him out as well. And then don't forget all the stuff that Magic Man does for us at Lakerholics.com. Tremendous job, especially as the fact that he's a Lakers historian, although we shouldn't ask Jeannie Buss her five favorite Lakers. That's a story for another day because, <laughs> again, I, I know that it came out and she had some things where she said that her five favorite Lakers are the most impactful Lakers in team history, and a lot of people got upset. Jerry West Shaq were not on that list. Uh, I would be one of them. I understand why she put Phil Jackson on there. Maybe she's still thinking about him after all these years. We'll wait and see. LeBron James, as great as he is, has only been there three years now. I don't know if you would want to go ahead and put him on there. But again, that's another argument for another day because that would take an hour and a half to talk about our favorite Lakers, which we still plan to do. Before we head on out on today's program, I wanted to ask you this. DeMarcus Cousins just got signed for a rest-of-the-year contract after a second 10-day contract it got uh, ended with the Los Angeles Clippers, but the L.A. Clippers did sign him for the rest of the season. He's averaged nine points. He's averaged eight rebounds. Not done a bad job for them. He's actually played pretty good. So I want to hear your thoughts, and I'm going to start with you, L. Rob, first. If you had to do it all over again, and Laker Tom was talking about this game after game after show after show about how they should go ahead and get DeMarcus Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, bring back Boogie, bring back Boogie, bring back Boogie. And unfortunately, the Lakers did not bring back Boogie. They signed Andre Drummond again. Hindsight is now 2020. So I want to ask you this. If you were to do it all over again, and you had both still on the free agent market, who would you have chosen? Well, I used to love Heat Wave back in the day, and Boogie Nights was a great song, but <laughs> would not have uh, wanted would not have wanted. I didn't want the Lakers to sign Boogie. I mean, I know Tom loves his outside shooting and that element that he brings to the game, but I just I I can't get the image of him playing in the playoffs, and I know he was coming back off an injury for Golden State a few years ago when he was surrounded by all that talent and he did not look good at all. He couldn't compliment those guys. I think he may have played one good game out of that whole playoff run. So uh, I'm happy for him. I'm glad that the, the Clippers um, resigned him and he'll be, you know, having a chance to compete for a championship, but I don't think he would have added much to the Lakers. So good decision. Sean, I can sign him. Sean, what are your thoughts? DeMarcus or Dre? Well, first of all, just to piggyback of what uh, Rob was saying, I mean, Boogie Nights is also a fantastic film. That's my third favorite P.T. Anderson movie. That's a story for another day. I would pick in this situation, Dre, I think at this point in time, Dre's a more available player to me. I mean, it, it just seems like now the slightest like little spasm boogie might get in his back or his knee might set him back you know two four weeks and then you know if the clippers are in a second round series with the suns and he pulls something what happens then they're they're down a man and uh 
they might be in some trouble. So I'm I'm always I'm always tentative, Gerald, as a fan, whenever the Lakers sign a player with with injury history. It's just it's troubling. I mean we yeah, I, I, we saw it with Steve Nash, right? I mean, we, we all hoped the best would happen with Ramon Sessions. And my God, Ramon Sessions and, and Dennis Schroeder are like mirrors of each other's situations. Sessions was betting on himself, too, in the playoffs, and he came up short. And we'll see what happens with Schroeder here. But, um, yeah, I, I would have went with Dre. I still do. I, I still think it, it, he can still have an impact on a game or two in a playoff win, and, and that's all that counts. Well, Laker Tom, I already think I know your answer, but you go ahead and shout it out. I know you pretty much say it on almost every broadcast. I know Andre Drummond has had a couple, two monster games. He did okay today, but I want to hear your thoughts going back in time, and you had to do over. Who would you choose? I would have taken Boogie for sure. Not because of anything that he can do inside, not because of any scoring in the low post, not because of of any defense, because I don't think he's a good defender at this point in time in his career. But what he can do is he can shoot the three, and he's not afraid to fire away. And it's something that I think that the Lakers need. And it really comes down to that from the decision with Andre Drummond. I had high hopes that after that first game that Drummond might really come in and, and have an impact. But the more that I've seen him play, the more that, his game basically has been dissected pretty accurately by most people. You know, he's, he's not a good low post threat. His shot selection and hands in the low post with the ball are, are suspect. He's not a good lob threat at all. He, he just cannot, he just cannot gather the ball and throw it down. Once you throw a pass to him, if it's not right over the cone, it's not going to go down. And the big thing with me is that, he's no threat when he gets outside the circle. So even though you play him at the high elbow with uh, AD, you're still, you still having another guy there that can double AD and force AD to go to the baseline rather than going to the middle. And it all comes back to just my strong feeling that you have to have five out sets to allow LeBron James and Anthony Davis to really ply their fare. You know, they know how to get to the hoop if there are lanes open. And if you have a low post center like McGee, like Howard, like Drummond, like Montrez Harrell, those are not solutions that help the rest of the team. And that's really what my decision on Boogie versus Drummond is. It's more of a, a decision of how do you play when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. My choice is very simple. Short-term benefits to long-term residuals. Short-term Obviously, Andre would have been a better choice because of the fact he's gotten you some monster games in the middle. It's also been pretty bad in the middle of times. It's been a touch and go, but you have had a couple games that maybe DeMarcus couldn't have given you early on. But long-term, looking towards the playoffs, I think that you got to look at who is going to be playable in certain matchups and who is not. And the more matchups I see for the Lakers in the playoffs – DeMarcus Cousins would be more apropos simply because of the fact he can shoot the outside three. He is somewhat of a threat. He's not a great threat, but he is a threat from the three. That's something that Andre isn't. And if it gets to that point where you play Andre off the court real easily, and you also play Marcus Saul off the court real easily, 
And you also play Montrez Harrell off the court real easy. You're stuck with what Laker Thomas said, a majority of your minutes with Anthony Davis at the center, which is great, but AD is going to need some time off. And going to DeMarcus Cousins sitting on the outside, for me, would have probably been a better choice for the playoffs. So you have your choice. You have to weigh it. The short-term benefits versus the long-term gain. So for me, I would have probably said the long-term gain with DeMarcus Cousins. We probably have lost a couple more games because Andre Drummond has had a couple monster games that have been the difference. But I would have taken the, the long-term gain that you would have had as far as the possible matchup that was in your favor for the Los Angeles Lakers. So there you go. Two for, two against. But we want to hear your thoughts out there. Please, at Lakers Fast Break or, you know, the best place to go, go to Lakerholics.com. Let us know. Boogie or Dre? Let us know. Very simple. Boogie or Dre? Let us know. Jamie Sweet, you want to go ahead and tell him to go ahead and, and weigh his thoughts. You know he has plenty. But everybody else at Lakerholics.com, come on. Go ahead, Dre or Boogie. And even Lakerholics on Facebook. Let us know there as well. But, guys, it was a great day for the Lakers. They're back in the winning ways. They went to Orlando. They had fun at Disney World. They had fun at Universal Studios. They had fun at SeaWorld. They had fun all over Orlando because they won today, 114 to 103. I know I had a great time when I was in Orlando twice. We know know where you went in Orlando too, don't we? (laughs) I didn't go to SeaWorld. But I, I did go to a lot of the water parks there. They have a tremendous amount of water parks, and they're all excellent. So I highly recommend it. And, of course, Disney World is just an event. You need a week. You need a week at least for Disney World. I can tell you that. Universal Studios, if you've got some Harry Potter fans like I do in the household, you got to go. But, yes, definitely Orlando's a great time. But you need $10 million, and you need 10 days. Simple as that. But again, the Lakers had fun in Disney World, 114 to 103. We will be back Wednesday in the Wizards and Washington. That's right, because they are not going to be giving Joe Biden a jersey or anything like that. So they will not be meeting the president in Washington, D.C. No, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Gerald. I wanted to say during this whole global crisis that it's commendable the organization thought best. Just, you know, thanks. But, you know, we know you have bigger priorities at this point. Well, instead of meeting Joe Biden in Washington, D.C., they'll be meeting Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook instead. So check us out on Wednesday after the game. It's going to be hopefully a great win for the Lakers once again. It's not going to get any easier in about five to seven games, but Laker Tom and L-Rob have the Lakers on a winning streak all the way to the playoffs. Magic Man and I, we're hoping that we can ride that train as well. If you have a chance, check us out YouTube, Facebook, wherever you get your podcasts, Dash Radio, also as well the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Got a big shout out for them. And of course, everyone at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers 114-103. We'll be back Wednesday after the game against the Washington Wizards right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.